Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Canada and hockey fans in the United States and Newfoundland. It's behind the Maple Leaf net, Detroit crowding them. Back to Paul at the blue line, he fakes the shot, rolls one in front, and Kennedy intercepted and shoots it away. I'm not going to do my usual spiel that I say at the beginning of most episodes. I'm going to be talking a bit about something a bit more personal, and it relates to my puppy, Boris. Over the past month, I've noticed that his breathing has become a bit different. It's raspy, he's a bit out of breath more, and he tends to hack up his food a bit more while eating. So I took him to the vet, and I found that he has a uh, condition called laryngeal paralysis, which is the first stage of a neurological disease that's similar to ALS in humans, but thankfully that's slow moving and it's not really a concern until well down the road. But what is a concern now is the paralysis, and this is caused when abductor muscles in the larynx are not working properly and they're not expanding and opening for a deep breath. And so it's not a horrible condition initially, but it does mean that Generally, he would have one to three years left, um, or in some cases, in more extreme cases, dogs only have a few months. So I'm looking to raise some money for his surgery. Uh, it costs $5,000, which is not cheap and well beyond what I can afford. So I've organized a GoFundMe. You don't have to, to donate. If you can even just share it, I would appreciate it. I just would like to get a few extra years with my dog. A bit of cool news. My other podcast, Canadian History X, is up for a Canada Podcasting Award in the category of Society and Culture. So to vote, you need to be a podcaster. So if you are a podcaster and you enjoy my shows, I would truly appreciate it if you could give me a vote. The link to vote will be in my show notes. And thanks again. Before I start, I want to say welcome to the newest patron of the podcast, and I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, Martin Streich. He was an innovator that changed hockey forever and the position of goalie. He was also known for having some problems off the ice, but his legacy on the ice is undisputed. Today I am looking at the life and career of Clint Benedict. Born in Ottawa on September 26, 1892, Benedict played hockey on the local waterways of the area until he made his senior hockey debut with the Ottawa Stewartons in the Ottawa City League in 1909. 
1910, his skill as a goaltender had him in high demand, and he would move over to the Ottawa New Edinburghs of the Interprovincial Amateur Hockey Union. At the same time, he was making a name for himself by playing for the Ottawa Stars Lacrosse Club, picking up a city championship in 1911. He would eventually play professionally for the Ottawa Capitals Lacrosse Club, which allowed him to hone his hockey skills through the summer. In 1912-13, Benedict joined the Ottawa Senators, but only played 10 games that season as the Senators had Percy Lesueux, who was on his way to becoming a Hall of Fame goaltender himself. The Calgary Herald wrote, quote, At last, Clint Benedict has been prevailed upon to turn over to the pro side of hockey and forsake the amateurs. The hockey and lacrosse moguls have been dickering with Benedict for two or three years now, and it was only a few days ago that he finally decided that there was nothing like getting out after the coin, end quote. Despite his limited play, Art Ross selected him to be one of the NHA's All-Stars who played five games against his PCHA All-Stars, and the team would win three games, losing two. After one more season as the backup to Lesur, Benedict became a starting goaltender for the Senators in 1914-15. He immediately made a name for himself, leading the league in goals against average. The Calgary Herald reported, quote, Clint Benedict of Ottawa has the best goal record, and aside from the fact fewer goals have been scored on him than any other custodian, he has shown the best form of the winter. End quote. When Ottawa joined the NHL, Benedict went with the team and earned himself the nickname Praying Benny. This was because of his habit of dropping to his knees to make a save, something not allowed in hockey at the time. On February 1, 1917, the Vancouver Sun reported, quote, Clint Benedict is laid up, always thought he would injure his knees while dropping to the ice so frequently. End quote. Benedict would often try to bend the rule relating to making a save by having his feet leave the ice. He would say years later, quote, What you had to be is sneaky. You'd make a move, fake losing your balance or footing and put the official on a spot. Did I fall or did I intentionally go down? It was fun because you were playing games with the officials. End quote. He refused to stop dropping to his knees, so... The first rule change that the NHL instituted in its history was to allow goalies to leave their feet to make a save. The Kingston Daily Standard wrote of the rule change, quote, This will give great satisfaction in Ottawa for Clint Benedict of the Senators, who is a notorious offender under the former rule, being warned in practically every game against dropping to his knees, end quote. Charles L. Coleman wrote in 1964, quote, Benedict put on a continuous show in the nets, his proclivity of flopping to the ice when the pressure was on necessitated a rule change. The officials claimed that the game would become a farce with frequent penalties to Benedict for going to the ice to make saves. End quote. Through the next few seasons, Benedict continued to dominate in the net, often keeping Ottawa in games that they should have lost. In a game on March 16, 1923, it was stated, quote, The Maroons had bombarded Clint Benedict from every possible angle, unsuccessfully every few seconds during a solid hours of play, end quote. In 1923-24, Benedict's career was on a downward slide. He developed a drinking problem that was kept secret by the Senators. Sometimes he would often show up to a game intoxicated, but his play was still good enough that the Senators turned a blind eye. That year, he still had 15 wins and 7 losses with a goals against average of 1.99. In the playoffs that year, though, he played poorly, and the Senators were quickly eliminated. At this point, management withheld some of his salary as a penalty for his behavior. This resulted in Benedict suing the Senators for his salary, while the Senators countersued him. The Calgary Albertan reported, quote, 
Clint Benedict, goaltender of the Ottawa club for years, has started a suit against the Senators for $800 salary and remuneration. Officers of the club are determined to fight the action and will allow the case to go to court on October 7th. In defense, the club claims $300 from Benedict, whom they claim broke training rules. End quote. At this point, the newspapers found out about the drinking problem, and both sides tried to minimize the publicity. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On October 20th, 1924, Benedict was signed by the Montreal Maroons after the Senators released him. The Winnipeg Tribune wrote, quote, Clint Benedict is slated for the gold job, and despite the fact that the Ottawa club released him, many hockey fans regard him as the peer of all goalkeepers. Clint, however, is a hard man to control, and will not be long before the Montrealers find this out. End quote. In the time with the Senators, Benedict had won the team three Stanley Cups in 1920, 1921, and 1922-23. His best season with the team was 1919-20 when he had 19 wins and only five losses. Things did not get off to a good start for Benedict in Montreal, but that was more to do with the fact that the Maroons were a terrible team. In 1924-25, he finished with a record of nine wins and 19 losses which was the first time since 1917-18 that he had more losses than wins. But the team slowly started to rebound, and in 1925-26, Benedict had 20 wins and 11 losses. He then led the team to the Stanley Cup that year, winning his fourth and final cup. In the Stanley Cup final against the Victoria Cougars, he recorded an outstanding three shutouts. This made him the first goaltender to record back-to-back shutouts in the first two games of a Stanley Cup final, something only three other goaltenders have done since. In 1930, three decades before Jacques Plante changed hockey with his goalie mask, Benedict wore a mask and became the first goalkeeper to wear facial protection in the NHL. On January 7, 1930, he was hit in the face by a shot by Howie Morenz, which broke the bridge of his nose and knocked him out. Howie Morenz came in and hit me flush on the nose, shattering the nose and cheek, end quote. He returned six weeks later on February 20th and was wearing a mask for the game. The Vancouver Sun reported that Benedict was wearing a nose and mouth guard, stating, quote, He wore it throughout the game, setting a precedent for the major leagues and setting also what may become a fashion among the much battered goalies of the league. The mask is much like the nose guards worn by football players, but is strapped firmly over the top of the head and under the chin, end quote. It was stated that Bill O'Brien, the 200-pound maroon trainer, stood on the mask without making a dent in it. The Montreal Star wrote, quote, Benedict himself is highly pleased with the contraption and declares it is a vast help and does not bother his vision, end quote. Hooley Smith would say in a game in Pittsburgh, where the lights were dim in the arena, that the mask looked like a death mask and made an eerie impression on the ice. 
Benedict would say of wearing the mask, quote, It was leather with a big nose piece. The nose piece proved to be the problem because it obscured my vision, end quote. Benedict would play five games until March 4th. That day, Morenz took another shot, this one hitting Benedict in the throat, ending his career in the NHL. At the time, he was the oldest goaltender in the entire league. He would say in 1965, quote, It is funny because it was Morenz, a good friend, by the way, who eventually ended my career. He hit me in the larynx, and that was the end, end quote. The Calgary Alberta would state, quote, Benedict has seen a lot of stars fade away to walk in the years that he has been numbered among the great goalkeepers of the day, end quote. As for Benedict, he felt that if he could have perfected the mask, he could have extended his career. He said, quote, Had I been able to perfect the mask, I could have been a 20-year man. I began playing at 17 in the NHL and was only 34 when the injuries caught up with me, end quote. He would be placed on waivers and the following season played for the Windsor Bulldogs. He would lead the team to a championship and recorded 20 wins and 15 losses. Benedict retired the following season from hockey. In his career, he had 53 wins and 26 losses in the NHA. In the NHL, he recorded 190 wins and 143 losses with 28 ties. His career goals against average was 232 with 57 shutouts. His best season for shutouts was 1926-27 when he had 13. In 28 Stanley Cup playoff games, he had 9 shutouts. Benedict tied or led the league in games played and shutouts 7 times. He led the league in wins and lowest goals against average 5 times. George Vezina passed away in 1926, a few years before Benedict played his last game. And while the Vezina existed during the last 3 seasons of Benedict's career, he was never in contention for it. If the trophy existed half a decade earlier, it is likely Benedict would have won the trophy several times. Lauren Duguid, a fellow player on the Maroons, would say of Benedict, quote, He was a fine goaler and a great team man, end quote. Throughout his career, Benedict was injured several times, not the least of which was his injury that led him to wear a mask for a few games. In one game, he was injured so badly he could barely move his leg. In another game in 1923, a flying hockey stick hit him in the head, leading him to be out for several games as recovered from what was likely a concussion. After his career finished, Benedict became the manager and coach of the St. John Beavers, spending two seasons with the team. In 1965, nearly two decades after he was eligible, Benedict was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. It is possible that his drinking early in his career delayed his induction. The delay in his induction was enough that the year he was inducted, so too was Sid Howe, a player who started his career as Benedict's career was ending. Howe would say of Benedict that year, quote, When I was a kid, I went to the rink to see the pros from the rush end seats. I once saw Benedict on the ice and reached up to make a save. I still think it was the best I ever saw made, end quote. The Ottawa Journal wrote, quote, Many long viewers of hockey will relish the election of Clint Benedict now in the Pearly Hospital in Ottawa. This tall athlete is identified for the most part with the introduction of a flopping, flailing type of blocking between the pipes, and this is essentially true. End quote. Frank Nyber would say of Benedict, quote, There was no better man, but Benny always had a good sense of humor, and I just wanted to say how pleased I was to hear he was elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame. It made me think that all of that hockey team that won the three Stanley Cups before and after the 20s wasn't such a bad team as that, end quote. On November 12, 1976, Benedict would pass away at the age of 84. In 1998, he ranked 77th on the list of the 100 greatest hockey players ever by the Hockey News. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode of my look at Clint Benedict. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. And I also want to thank all of my wonderful patrons. And I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Sarah White, Tom McMillan, Mike Sullivan, Wendy Mills, Keelan Pringnitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard T., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartheau, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nixon Ree, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rois, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from McLean's, NHL.com, Kingston Daily Week Standard, Wikipedia, Gagra Herald, Vancouver Sun, Montreal Star, and the Ottawa Journal. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.